All right, and we're back for the second of our New Year double header, <laughs> and um, we're going double for header. fool me once. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Pilot. <laughs> oh, you, I don't know about so you. Really you didn't like this, right? I don't know about you. I really looked forward. To, I was really looking forward to this, and really? I don't know why. Um, no, I couldn't tell you either. Do you know what? I probably was desperate. I love mystery thriller kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I was probably desperate. I don't think we'd really seen. I hadn't seen any mystery thriller type series for a good few months. Right. Um, we ended up at the end of the year. We were just doing film after film, really, weren't we? Yeah. Um, so I I saw Fool Me Once. And I was like, oh, that that's going to be good, and. You know, just watch Slow Horses. I was like, oh, great. You know, obviously I love Slow Horses. Um, my first red flag was when I realised that this was Harlan Coben's book. Right. You're not. I watched The Stranger. Have you? Did you watch The Stranger? Now, you know what? I was going to bring The Stranger up in a minute. Is that also Harlan Coben? I didn't know. Yeah. Right, well, that tracks, doesn't it? So it's like um, Richard Armitage is just out here bringing his books to life now. <laughs> I, I, watched, I watched The Stranger. I didn't watch Safe, but I assume... The same. Mm. The Stranger, I didn't mind. I actually, well, I preferred The Stranger to this. Okay. Um, the Stranger, I didn't mind, but it, it had an, the ending, I think, was absolutely it was terrible. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when I realised that this was Harlan Coben, my expectations for this dropped quite a bit, and this fell below my expectations that dropped. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I, 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 now, my biggest problem with this was that my girlfriend loved it, which means we had to binge watch it. <laughs> which means I was in pain constantly. Um, what did you think of Formula Once? I mean, I, I agree with your uh, with your assessment. I think the first thing I want to say... On the 2nd of January, you said it's basically slow horses, and I am very offended by that. Have you, have you, got, have you written <laughs> that down? That. When did I, what did I as message soon as you? I, the first 10 minutes of this show... I was like, I've got to quote this because it cannot, it cannot be serious. <laughs> All right. This is awful. I'll expand on that later. Uh, the first thing I want to say about Slow Horses is that... Uh, <laughs> there you go, say no more. Same Four show, months. right? Yeah, um, that's ironic that I've just made that slip, given the point I'm trying to make. The first thing I want to say about Fool Me Once is that I could not, the whole time I was watching it, however many weeks it took me to get through this, maybe two, remember the title. I, really? like, I could not <laughs> hold it in my head. Literally every single time I went to talk about it, went to look it up, went to go and find it on Netflix, whatever, I was like, what the hell is it called? Every single time. And I'd have to look it up and I'd have to, I don't know, type in like Michelle Keegan, Richard Armitage, like, you know, Harlan Coben no- novel, all of this, going through Harlan Coben novel titles, all, like all of that. Fool Me Once is just the, sh- the most whack, subpar, forgettable title. All right, fine, like, Throw it in with a list of any, you know, sort of beach read mystery thriller, Harlan Coben novel titles there are. You know, The Stranger, Safe, Fool Me Once. Like I, I kept thinking of um, of Now You See Me, the Jesse yeah, Eisenberg the films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Like that, that it's like Now You See Me, Fool Me Once. Like the point I'm trying to make is that the title is trash, um, and it's appropriately titled because the story was as well, and actually some of the acting. <laughs> Um, I think watching it at the same time as Slow Horses probably did affect my experience because I was kind of enjoying Slow Horses but it is the same in the sense that it feels like BBC filler crap kind of mystery-esque mm. now alright fair enough saying it's basically the same as Slow Horses like I can see why 
uh, some people, yourself included, would <laughs> would uh, disagree. Um, because of course it's not in terms of content, in terms of setting. Um, and Slow Horses is a bit bigger and better. Like the characters are are more memorable and larger. Um, but ultimately, they are like just beach reads. These aren't they turned into um, a TV series? Mm. My, my my first comment about it, um, and th- this it can come at a direct comparison with Slow Horses, is so there's something about a luxury setting that can really stop you from feeling sorry for someone. And 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 at the very start of the story, you've got Michelle Keegan who's who's lost her husband and her sister. But like going home to this mansion. unbelievable home yeah. mansion, and like you know, there's money all around the family, and and all of these, um, all of these particular stories that Harlan Coben has done has been sorrow, but they've all got lovely houses and they're all rich, <laughs> and and like and and it's not it's not like it's middle class horror, isn't it? It's not Saltburn. No, it's, it's not old money. It's just crap. Yeah, it's it's just like. How I can't you have a you have a very normal problem that a lot of people go through. All right, okay, there's murder involved in this one, but like you know, all of these family issues, like the alcoholism of of the the uncle, you know, they're all so much more impactful, and in, in just a setting that sh- like depicts struggle as well. I I, I disagree. I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're getting at. I mean, I don't think there's. I did soft... not feel sorry for. Yeah, I don't think that's all to do with the setting though. Like. I don't has to have a part to play. There's there's no comparison to Saltburn here at all. There's no, there's no. no that doesn't even come into the conversation. Um, I mean, obviously, this character Maya Stern, like a, you know, she's married into wealth, um, and Joe, played by Richard Armitage, is the son of whoever. What are their names? The Birkin uh, the Birkins, <laughs> the Birkenhearts or something. But whatever, Joe. Yeah, Burkhart, Burkhart, Joe Burkhart, the Birkenstocks. Um, um, <laughs> They're obviously like some drug barons. They're like big not, not, not illegal. Yeah, they're big farmer, not illegal drug. Like, like they're basically the Purdue's. Mm. Uh, the Purdue. That's not the name of the. Family I think you're though, right. Well, Purdue that's Farmer. Purdue so. Farmer. Yeah, but I don't know what the, the surname of the. Uh, but I can't remember from back here when we watched Painkiller. But you know, it's, it's like like a fictional British version of of Purdue Farmer that she's married into. So the money is always explained, but I do know what you mean. There's something um, cheap about the story, isn't there? They, they, they're very shallow. Mm. Um, they're very shallow stories they're not looking into sort of like the human condition or, mm. or anything like that but it doesn't necessarily have to it doesn't have to look at poverty or struggle or any any sort of like f- wider political even philosophical kind of like theme or question it is just a mystery Yeah. now the fact that Harlan Coben always or what's his name is it Coben? Harlan Coben Harlan Coben he always chooses sort of like a middle a very middle class setting I mean, you know, I think of the uh, the stranger, and that's of course, you know, like a nuclear family, and the mom goes missing or mm. whatever. They're always about somebody going missing. Mm. It's a it's a mysterious horror that could happen to you. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what it is. Like it's it's his target. It's the setting is it's supposed to appeal to his target audience. These are people. These are books for people to read on holiday. Yeah, you know, going back to their sort of like suburban house with their you know nuclear family. Yeah, and it's. You know, a, a horrific mystery that happens to a family just like that. Um, but I agree, like that does take away from the depth of the story. It, it can only be so deep, can't it? It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily aim to be anything more than it is. However, I don't even think what it you know it achieves what it's trying to do that well. Um, I think the story is uh, convoluted, 
uh, there's a lot of kind of like what I would almost call like a rubber ducky incident if you remember when we talked about that uh, stuff shoehorned in towards the end or yeah explain it, explain rubber ducky again uh, well it's kind of it's not really an official like you know term or technique but um, but we can put it on a t-shirt in a few years if uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's what I call it's what I, it's what the term I use to refer to a story coincidence mm-hmm. a, a story like a something happening a story event that happens before the beginning of the story space yeah or the, the, the narrative yeah um, so you know uh, a, I don't know right at the end of the story being like and this is all explained because he was a heart surgeon all along and you're like was he? Like, I didn't, you know and it's like and there's a flashback to 10 years before the story started and you're like well, you can't shoehorn that in now like you can't feed us information that, that wasn't there that's cheating mm. um I was almost I was almost critical of a crowded room for like doing stuff like that, but um, I feel like it kind of did with in I feel like uh, what's this called? Fool me once. Jesus, that will never stay in my head. The shit title. Um, I feel like what Fool Me Once did with you know that I could sort of claim was a rubber ducky incident is the whole big farmer thing. At what point did you realise that the Birkenstocks were a were a big farmer family? Well, I mean, the point I realised was the point I actually started getting interested, which is about seasons, episode six. Episode six? Which what, is, how many, which is, how many episodes? Of eight. <laughs> so like, I'm at episode six going, oh, the big farmer. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, Yeah, I guess. you can't tell us that two episodes before the end. It was the only thing that was interesting in the whole story. That's like, oh, well, that makes loads of sense. Like, you know, in that case, that recontextualizes all of the events up until this point. You can't throw that in right before the end. That's just shit. Mm. That's shit writing, man. Mm. Like, You've got, you got to give us all the information. You've got to give us all the parts from the beginning, or as many of them as you can from the beginning. All right, you can withhold one or half of one as a twist. That's fine, but you can't just drip feed us in crucial information that slowly yeah. to the point where, you know, like information that, that affects the plot and and the events that have happened up until the reveal right at the end it's like to me it was like I was finding out at the same time as you know someone in the in the story that they, yeah. they were a big farmer family it was like Maya but, but, it's, but it's all on their bottom like, oh yeah they're big farmer yeah and, and, and for me like now because and, and I can only feel like Netflix have Made them a big farmer family because of the success of the of painkiller. I don't think that's true. This is this is a different produ- This is a different production. I just company, I, I just find it really I funny disagree. that they happen to be big farmer. A couple of you know now big farmers you know, let's say sexy right. Big farmers mm, a problem yeah. right now. Yes. And this book the book was written in 2016. So you've fair around enough, yeah, the right fair time, enough. But right? it could have been it could have been a you know an oil baron kind of whatever. Yeah, like and it, and it's just I, I just was like okay that's the interesting part but but like why big farmer when we've had all these stories about how evil these big farmer companies are yeah and it's like okay you, this is the only trust, interesting part of the story and it's is it on the back of popularity no, I don't think it is but, I, I I think to be honest but I was so negative about the show that's all I've been th- you know that's yeah. that's what I was thinking well I think even the big farmer thing was was poor it was poorly handled. Um, not just because it was dropped on us two episodes before the end, but it's not explored. Mm. Like this big farmer family that are rich as hell. I mean, where is this set? Because it ain't London. I it, thought Manchester. Maybe, yeah. Like, there's, there's, a, there's definitely a city involved. There's mm. a point, you know, the, the scene where um, Adia Lactar's character, what's his name? What? Uh, 
Jesus, listen, I'm not even... Pierce, 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 not Pierce, Pierce, it's Pierce or something. No, it's not. I don't even check, because you know what it is? I I was going to say this in the Slow Horses episodes. Um, I think my New Year's resolution... My New Year's resolution for, uh, for GP is to, yeah. to try and actually remember names. I feel like I'm, you know, like my, my memory, my it's just unprofessional, but my memory is terrible. That is mm. an excuse, but it's unprofessional. I, I need to start remembering names more. But with this, this was so forget it. It was like it was trying to erase my memory. It was like that, <laughs> it was like that movie we watched right before the end of 2023 that I've completely forgotten as well. Um, the one about the end of the world. Oh, leave the world with behind. Julia Roberts. Yeah, leave, yeah. See... When it's when it's like this, when it's written like this, when it's when it's got a title like whatever the hell this is called, when it's got characters like whatever the hell the, the detective was called, I'm, I I don't owe this show the respect of trying to hold these these names in my in my head. So whatever the hell the detective was called, he's on the roof. You're overlooking the city. Where is it? Is it Manchester? Because like the whole thing's kind of like Windhurst mm. or something. You know the flight school that she works yeah. for. I don't know where it's set. Why is this big fa- farmer family living in the middle of nowhere there in this small town? Yeah. All, and everybody knows everyone. Yeah. And why is the extent of the damage that this big farmer family uh, has done? You know this this company. Why is the extent of the damage? One detective. There's no exploration of anyone else taking these drugs. It's not dropped in anywhere else. This is poor, poor right? It's terrible. And. Um, and um, guys listening this is not ending this is going to go on and on the criticism for this show yeah we've got nothing positive to say I have so many more criticisms <laughs> um, now we're on to the detective so let's so let's just continue now first of all the young detective's dialogue is horrific mm-hmm. the happy-go-lucky he's called Matty McGregor in the show um, the happy-go-lucky detective that's just a goofball I hate I hated his writing, I don't know if it's his, it's his acting, but I hated what they did with him. Mm. Um, now, the detective specifically, Ado Actor is a comedy actor. That uh, That's what I know him as. A deal actor? Yeah. Really? I know him as a comedy actor. I've always known him as a comedy actor. If you want a comedy actor to do a serious role, do, do not start the series with them being light and jesty and mm. awkward and, and fumbly because they... I, they, I I am absolutely certain they try to like Jackson Lanham, and the difference between Adele Actor and well, there's a there's a huge, there's, <laughs> there's huge huge differences. But Gary Oldman isn't necessarily a comedy actor. He's not at all. So 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 he comes in as a really stern character that can throw in humour that you're not expecting. Yeah. But when you sit in front of me, a comedy actor that you are trying to convince me plays a serious detective, you throwing in humour makes me just look at him as a joke. Yeah. And and for that, I absolutely could not... I couldn't stand it. I could not stand it. That, you know, I, I, I don't understand... For me, I think it's wrong to cast a comedy actor as a serious detective if you're going to make them make jokes and be jestful because it just comes across like they're a joke. One I saw that only, detective One of the only joke. things I could possibly compliment this show for... Is is a, a deal actor? I thought he did well. He did well. His acting was good, but I do agree the casting decision was terrible. I, um, yeah. Not that not that he didn't deserve the role or anything. Like he, he does really well. He he's a good actor. The, I the, like the him. actual bit of arc around him and and the marriage and and the fact that he wasn't quite you know, I, I think he did re- especially that end. 
you know towards the end of the series where it was piecing together the fact that like he was really you know he was really struggling with with the drugs he was blaming himself for the alcoholism and, mm. and all of that kind of stuff like he he performed well mm. with what he could do mm. but fundamentally i i actually can't I actually feel like i can't get behind casting a, a comedy actor in a serious role and then dripping in a dripping in a bit of that right. usual you know their usual um, characteristics. Oh, you're usually a comedy actor, so we'll give you a few comedic lines. It's like making a wrestler who turns to an actor. I can't believe I'm going back to wrestling. It's like making a wrestler going to acting, make him do his wrestling moves. How are you going to take them seriously? Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I do have a different relationship with them. I didn't know he was a comedy actor. Mm. Um, the, like something that sticks out in my head um, as a role uh, for ideal actor was. Um, Murdered by my father, which is a pretty grisly sort of like short movie, I suppose. Yeah. Um, single TV episode uh, about an honor killing. I mean, it's a serious, it's a serious role, and right. he kills it. Does it's it? Horrific. And like, I, I, I don't see him as a comedy. Actor, yeah, so. I, I've seen him. I've seen him a lot on those like BBC panel shows or like the yeah, sketch shows. Yeah, sketch yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, Always yeah. on a sketch show. He's a BBC and, actor, isn't he? Really. Like. And, and and for me, like, yeah, it it was like. It was a huge risk that didn't pay off, but I think he could stand up and say he did the best with what he could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's just of my opinion that if you've got a actor that is almost pinned to a genre, you try and change that genre. Don't, don't drip feed bits of their past. Yeah. You know, because because then it just becomes you're thinking of the person. You're not thinking of the character in the story, Period. and that was a huge, huge problem for me in, in this. That was the first problem of many for me. I'd also say stop casting Richard Armitage in every. Well, he's in all of these Harlem Coke. Yeah, stuff. yeah, he's just out here trying to bring his books to life, isn't he? Um, but like, was he even in this? <laughs> he's obviously died right at the beginning, and the whole question is, is he dead? And the answer is, well, yes. <laughs> like, and you just sort of get the odd flashback scene. Like, he's barely in it. He's not a convincing villain because he's not present. Um, and even when he is, his motives aren't aren't believable. Like, oh, I want to defend my family and defend my, like what? So he's just been the psycho from the from the drop. Mm. Uh, it's 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 just you know the word is shallow. Mm. The whole thing is just so shallow, so barely explored, um, and it makes it a waste of time to watch. My next question is: Michelle Keegan good? Yeah, because <laughs> you know. She has. Oh, we've seen her in Brassic, which I mean, that's all I've seen her in, and I think she's good in Brassic. She's good in so Brassic, cool. but like, how how difficult is Brassic? <laughs> no, but I, I liked Brassic because they're all sort of playing themselves. It's not you can tell that Joe Gilgan in Brassic is sort of taking the whole Shane Meadows approach to um to act mm. it or to, to you know like it's almost not scripted. You know it is, but he's just playing himself. It's the Joe Gilgan show. It's not the what I've forgotten Titan's name. Um, from Brassic didn't need to know that though because this wasn't going to come up in this one but um, what's his name? Joe Gilgan well anyway he's playing himself isn't he he's, it's just Joe Gilgan being Joe Gilgan and so yeah. in that sense everyone else can just sort of play themselves as well um, and Michelle Keegan kind of does and she does it really well her character's really convincing and likeable in Brassic um, she was in Coronation Street though but that's where she came from. That's right? where she, she came, came from. from so and then she did. The our, she did our girl after um, oh, Stacey yeah? from EastEnders, which I, yeah, which I guess is kind of appropriate. Uh, but like, for this. and now I'm like, okay, Michelle Keegan, this was awful. I don't think she was very good in this. Mm, she was all right. So now I'm like, 
you know, she was on, she, you know, she was the draw for this show, and I'm like, mm, is she actually any good? I don't think I don't think you can judge her on this though. Like, she's good in Our Girl. She's decent in Brassic. This was, I mean, who was good in this? You know, as like the best actor in this, I thought was a deal mm-hmm. uh, actor. And um, is it actor? I mean, Car or I mean, Joanna Lumley in this was terrible. <laughs> Joanna Lumley was whack. But again, it's, it's like, like, what are you gonna do with this script? Like, yeah. how good can okay. you be with this script? That's what I'm saying. So I don't think we can blame Joanna Lumley or Maya. St- uh, sorry, um, Michelle Keegan or even Richard Armitage. It's like, what are you gonna do? with this script so how are you going to bring this story to life in a convincing way because the story is so shallow um, it's a it's a beach read so I should have watched it <laughs> and, and, and this is and this is yeah I mean so I mean it's popular people are going to watch it everyone you know a lot of people are going to tune and watch this and that's fair enough but mm. I, I really will be surprised if people enjoy this show um, Harlan Coben Joe Nesbo right Wolf all of these yeah. all of these now are they dated or yep. are they just never were they never good I think I don't know I, I would personally say they're never good they were never good but that's an opinion isn't it like, that's just like a personal preference thing um, there are examples of this genre done well Gillian Flynn Gone Girl and Sharp Objects the stuff that she did they're, like, they're, they're really good you can do yeah. a mystery uh, like a kind of beach read vibe a holiday novel I keep using that expression did you watch Nine Perfect Strangers the one uh, remind the retreat yeah I loved it Nicole yeah, yeah 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 Nicole Kidman yeah yeah I loved that yeah you can do this well mm. it's not it's not it's not always been bad and it's not always bad mm. it is most of the time uh, <laughs> what, what was the one the girl on the train yeah god that was bad book yeah. and movie trash like these sort of like shallow plots with one big twist I just I, I'm I'm struggling to to you know I I feel like there hasn't been a good one in a, in a little while. Um, probably not since I guess Flint, I guess people would argue Slow Horses is is, is, is one of these yeah but I it's more it's specific different. to its genre isn't yeah. it it's like a um, it's a, a, a espionage spy thriller not just a th- there's a there's a scene at all before that comes with a lot of these stories absolutely and you know I guess sitting here on the couch just criticising you know it, I just don't believe it's <laughs> I can't believe it's that hard to write a plot that's at least yeah. at, at least the you know the coming up with something that's a little unique to to what we're seeing here. Wolf, wolf. This is Wolf. Slightly yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah. slightly 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 better than Wolf. Only because it's executed better. Of, I I genuinely think only because of the execution by ideal actor. I, I, yeah. I think it's the only reason it's slightly better than Wolf. Yeah, I mean you can you can really feel and see. Um, Harlan Coben's sort of uh, template, his formula for writing coming through when you watch the adaptations of his novels. You can you can tell that it's kind of like the plot is formulating and coming together as he writes. It's not, he's not, maybe I'm wrong, maybe, like, maybe this isn't his, but it's, that's how it makes you feel. Mm. You don't get the impression that he sat down and planned this out. Mm. It's like, oh, okay, well that, that would kind of make sense if we sort of went over here now and like, oh, and actually now this is a big pharma company and actually now the, the detective's only got 10 years to live, which, you know, is enough time. Like, I'm not saying that that wouldn't be bad news to hear at all, I'm being unsympathetic, but I mean, from a story perspective, a character that's discovering that they have 10 years to live, I mean, it's irrelevant, you know, you presume that the actual story that you're being told is going to be over by the end of the week in the story mm. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
is you know he's, and it he's turns turned... out he has at least 18 years to live <laughs> and it's like <laughs> because well it. that's fine then. <laughs> <laughs> great he's okay yeah like you know it, it's the twist in like this way and that like the the not really like you can tell it's not planned maybe it is if it is it's even worse it's just bad writing the best Screw part the, the best part of the show I think was the the impact of the drugs when he was on top of the roof trying to get trying to talk that guy down and then the guy ends up trying to save saving tries him tries to save him and and then I, I think that could fit in in a, a, quite a few good stories you know what it is but, that was a cool scene but yeah. more criticism there's no ramifications to that that kid dies because of of Adil Akhtar's character because of the detective mm. he goes up on the roof under the influence of these drugs oh he doesn't whatever. even die does he survive it he survives it oh yeah. well maybe that's yeah, what he's doing a few nice broken stuff. bones which, which, a few broken which, bones so it was like off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought the scene was really good it was like oh we'll be fine in two weeks <laughs> <laughs> like give us something like that was your one chance to like add some real horror oh, just and, and it failed there as well and Everything's just like, you know, like a, a random story element, a random theme chucked in briefly for, for five minutes and not even fully explored remotely. The whole reveal of that, of his ex-wife not being real, you know, like he, she's being, he, he's being visited. I thought of you when that happened. Yeah. I thought, oh, he's gonna, maybe he's predicted this again. I didn't predict that at all because... Why is it that? Why is it that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're not... I mean, you know, it, it does come back to what I was saying when we talked... When we last talked about this technique, you know, the character that's not really there. Um, and that must have been back with, what, The Crab you, Room? Season or, four? Yeah. Oh, oh, no, The Crab yeah. Room. Yeah, well, this is the thing. It was happening so often last year, and this is another example, that I am getting to the point where I'm pretty much going into everything, no matter what it is. You know, I'm sitting there watching Slow Horses thinking, I wonder which one's a hallucination. Because <laughs> like, it's happening so frequently. Um... And this is another example, but this this is a perfect example of it being used so poorly. Yeah. Like because it's such an overused trope, because it's such an overused story technique, it's always bad now. But like, it's very 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 hard to get right at the best of times, and this it just shouldn't have been there at all. Mm. It was like, oh yeah, no, actually, this isn't my sponsor. It's my uh, my dead ex wife, and I'm hallucinating. I'll stop now. <laughs> And it just moves on from it. Like it's, it's like yeah, she just walked out. And it it's such goodbye. an it's yeah. such an irrelevant twist. Yeah, it's like another you know Harlan Coben's trying to be like oh got you again, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, poor poor right. The, the next Harlan Coben, I'm actually I might actually just get a list of his titles, and when it comes on Netflix, just completely not avoid it. it. Yeah, because um, we'll we'll definitely not be doing the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one good, one bad to start the year. Hopefully, uh... I don't think watching them side by side was a good idea because I think it has made they are sort of similar in like the themes and the you know the story techniques and that, um, but not actual you know content or setting mm. um, or story. But um, I think watching them side by side has made one look far worse than the other. Yeah, <laughs> whatever this was was far worse than Slow Horses. Um, but yeah, I mean that's two, you know, sort of BBC filler series that weren't on BBC. That weren't on BBC so there's either time. To be one. Yeah, uh, but that's them ticked off, you know, first week of January. So is it still first week of January? And ten days in. Um, so uh, hopefully, hopefully more good stuff to come. I think I think we're looking at quite a lot of a, a decent or exciting releases this year. Well, hopefully no more strikes. Mm. That that 
that's held a lot back. Um, not to criticise the actors. With oh no 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 yeah, yeah but, but, you know, <laughs> let's okay let's hope they've all you know the payment structure is better. Um, but yeah, hopefully things that were delayed last year come out. Um, yeah, I think we're going to continue to avoid things when we know are going to be terrible. <laughs> and um, next we've got to prepare to watch a plane crash scene. Oh. <laughs>